Am I live? Of course I'm live. People deluded, I'm back again. First day of the month, new month, new blessings. Hope you and your loved ones are in good health and you're all in good spirits, people. And may that continue. Obviously appreciative of you lot tuned in across Twitch and YouTube. Please make sure you're hitting the like button, you're subscribing and all of those good things, people. We're watching Arsenal versus Everton. It kicks off at 7.45. We'll be live doing a watch along from 6.45, 2pm. You know, big up for Brees Mwamba. Make sure you're following on his on his YouTube channel and things like that. I'll have him at 2pm. So we're here now for however long we're here. 2pm, 6.45, bish, bash, bosh. Make sure you've got your notification buttons on, following on Twitter, checking out the YouTube community tab and also following on Twitch, uh, people. So yeah, man, without wasting any more time, let's. I'm in the mood to just get straight into this if I'm completely honest with you. What's the time on the clock? Let's call it 4.10 transfer news. Let's see exactly what is being said in the world of football, people. Let's actually start with something that Sky Sports are doing. Again, I like to read things in the morning. I thought I might as well read it with you lot. Let's see exactly what's been said here. Leandro Trossard and Jorginho help Arsenal regain momentum as Mikel Arteta goes back to basics. A four-game winless run helped Manchester City cut Arsenal's lead at the top of the Premier League, but consecutive away wins have put them back in control. As you know, it won't be televised, but we're playing at 6.45. Well, 7.45. I'll be live from 6.45. Mikel Arteta was bullish about Arsenal's title chances in the wake of their 3-1 loss to Manchester City at the Emirates Stadium. The defeat was Arsenal's third in four games in all comps and allowed Manchester City to move above them at the top of the Premier League. In the space of 11 days, they have dropped more points than in the previous six months of the season combined, which is great. Mikel, though, rejected any talk of a loss of momentum, while many on the outside were doubting his side than I had before the game. Two weeks on, it seems that it was justified. Arsenal can move five points clear again when they face Everton on Wednesday, but it took more than belief to put them back into this position. Focus on the boxes pays off. As you know, we had, we weren't really defending well enough and we weren't efficient. Spoke of going back to basics after Arsenal followed up their 4-1 win over Aston Villa with a 1-0 victory over Leicester on Saturday. It was about coming back to some details and basics that took the game away from us. He then elaborated and said, we talk about the boxes. We've been much more effective, efficient better yet in both boxes. Then going on with this article, it says Arsenal performed well for the most part, limiting Pep Guardiola's side to their lowest ever totals for possession, 36%. Passing accuracy was 73% and successful passes, they made 219. It's a shame because we really had them, said Mikel Arteta. I mean, you've got to score more and cut out the individual mistakes. But whatever happens between the boxes only matters if you deliver inside them. Manchester City's performance was an exhibition in ruthlessness with Kevin De Bruyne's instinctive finish for the opener following Tommy Asu's error setting the tone. Arsenal, by contrast, lacked a clinical edge, carving City open but then failing to capitalise. Um, 
when you look at it, it could be seen in our previous games against Everton and Brentford when they had a combined total of 38 shots and yet only found the net once through Trossard. The Belgium's opener in the 1-1 draw with Brentford was their only goal from open play across three games. The problem was compounded, compounded by sloppiness and lack of efficiency at the other end. Arsenal, so difficult to break down earlier in the season, were suddenly giving up too many chances and underlining data suggests they were fortunate to only concede twice across the two games against Brentford and Everton. That's fair. Smash the like button, people. In fact, in the meeting with Brentford, Arsenal's total for expected goals against came out at 2.01, making it their highest of the season to that point. Their totals against Manchester City, 1.8, and against Everton, 1.6, were not far behind their third and fourth highest, respectively. The response has been emphatic. Arsenal conceded two goals against Aston Villa and had to wait until stoppage time to clinch their victory. But a deeper look at the numbers shows the dominance they enjoyed over their opponents. Uh, Mikel Arteta's side only gave up 0.51 expected goals at Villa Park. At the other end, their chances were worth 3.28 expected goals. Their total is highly in a single game all season. Their attacking numbers were not so impressive against Leicester, but Mikel Arteta seized... I mean, sorry, man, I said Mikel Arteta, I'm reading two things. Gabriel Martinelli seized his chance when it came, and defensively, they were again far more assured. Their efficiency in protecting their box, evident in the fact Leicester only mustered a, 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 solid, a solidarity shot solidity shot and that was speculative effort from distance. Again, Trossard Jorginho showed their worth. The game against Leicester featured a significant change in personnel at the top of the pitch with Eddie and Ketia dropping to the bench for the first time since Gabriel Jesus' injury. The 23-year-old had played every minute in 11 consecutive games in all comps before that, but having only scored seven in seven appearances initially, he had not found the net in five. A change was required and happily for Arsenal, a new option had emerged in January signing Trossard, whose impressive early performance convinced performances convinced Arteta to use him as a false nine. It was, of course, Martinelli who scored the decisive goal at the King, Power Stadium, King Power Stadium, but the Brazilians' role in the victory owed a lot to the presence of Trossard rather than Enquetia at number nine. Well, Eddie weren't on the pitch at the time. While Nketiah is an out-and-out -out forward who rarely strays beyond the width of the opposition box, Trossard is far more inclined to drift towards the flanks and specifically to the left. We know this. Eddie Nketiah is a fox in the box. Only in the last 12, 18 months has he shown that like, he can do the kind of B-Tech Gabriel Jesus thing. When you look at the heat maps, as you can tell, Eddie Nketiah is an out-and-out -out striker. You know, he's going to have a higher heat map in and around the six-yard box where Trossard, as you can see, not really in the box too much primarily off the left, dropping quite deep. And this area is where, you know, Trossard, Gabriel and actually Martinelli off the ball obviously struck against Leicester and bagged. That is good news for Arteta, um, Martinelli, sorry, who loves to cut inside and interchange positions with his striker. We all know he's probably missing Gabriel Jesus. Smashed the light button, people, um, with his striker, much as he did for his winner on Saturday when Trossard pulled wide and fed him on the inside with a clever pass through the legs of Harry Schotter. Jesus, like Trossard, is a... Rolving central forward whose movement to the flanks helped Martinelli thrive in the opening months of the season. But the 20-year-old has proved far less effective when deployed alongside Enketia. Indeed, before his late goal from the bench in the win over Villa, Martinelli had not found the net in eight games in all comps, all of which had come with Enketia starting. Now, however, Jesus, is con Jesus continues his recovery from injury. Arteta knows he has another alternative in the absence of his main striker. And crucially, it is one which could allow Martinelli to recapture the form he was showing earlier in the season. Trossard's 27 million arrival from Brighton did not set pulses racing among Arsenal fans following the unsuccessful pursuit of primary target Mudrick. And the same could be said of the man they turned to midfield, having been unable to sign Moses Calcedo. Sorry, people, I'm scrolling down way too much. Like Trossard, though, Jorginho has swiftly won over any doubters and played a key role in Arsenal's upturning form, earning praise even in the defeat from Arteta from his, for his debut against Man City, then excelling against both Leicester and Aston Villa. The win over Villa, during which Jorginho's long-range effort had led to the crucial Emi Martinez own goal, was particularly significant in the sense that it was Arsenal's first Premier League game they had won without Thomas Partey since August. In the past, the Ghanaians' period is of absence due to have derailed Arsenal's progress, but Jorginho has provided depth in a vital position. His Premier League pedigree and experience allowed him to slot straight into the team and fill the void. He's a great player. We saw that from the first day when he came here, said Martin Odegaard. Um, again, when you look at him since joining Arsenal, his passing network, as you know, with, with uh, Jorginho, he's going to receive of the centre-halves. He's going to bring people into play in the opposition's half and you can you know he gets all about and his heat map obviously is going to be there he does tend to pull to the right hand side when it comes to the final third 
In fact, across the three Premier League fixtures, Jorginho has started. Mikel Arteta's side have averaged 65% possession and increased from 58% in other games. He brings a lot of quality. He's very calm on the ball, finds the right passes and dictates the game, says Martin Odegaard. The Norwegian also talked up the impact of Jorginho's experience and winning mentality on the pitch, on the team's younger players. And it is worth noting too that while he does not offer the same level of physicality as Partey, he has played an important role defensively. Across Arsenal's three games, Jorginho has made more tackles and interceptions combined than any other player. He also ranks top for ball recoveries and possession one in the middle third. It's not yet clear whether Partey will be available to start against Everton following his return from injury, but it's testament to Jorginho's impact that it no longer feels pivotal. Like Trossard, Jorginho has proved his worth, helping to put Arsenal's Premier League title challenge firmly back on track. Really and truly. Shout out Matthew S, Footy Chats, Riley. Appreciate that. Top four is looking good with his return. Big up Sacco as well. I almost shed tears when I saw Jesus training pictures. I think everyone did, man. Really and truly. So, yeah, big up you lot. Don't forget if you're on Twitch to subscribe with Amazon Prime. So, that's the first thing, people. Uh, we'll look at that. We'll save this, actually, for the for the watch-along people because we'll need stuff. Fabrizio Romano has said, Saka only wanted to stay at Arsenal as he loves the club, the project, and Mikel Arteta specifically. Bakayo has always been clear in the last year, no negotiations with other clubs. He only wanted to stay at Arsenal as he loves the club, the project and the manager, Mikel Arteta. A new deal was agreed one week ago after 13 months of talks. It will be signed once final details and documents are sorted. The new contract will keep Saka at the Emirates until 2028, earning close to 200000 per week, making him one of Arsenal's highest paid players, people. So yeah, shout out to Bakayo Saka on that one. He has also, Fabrizio Romano, spoken on several other players. On Kieran Tierney, Arsenal don't want to distract any of their players in crucial moments of the season. I'm told there's a chance Tierney will leave in the summer, but this is not 100% approved yet on the player side. They want all the team to be 100% focused on the final games of the season to win trophies. On William Saliba, negotiations continue between Arsenal and Saliba over a new contract. It is the next priority for the club after Bakayo Saka, whose deal is almost done. Saliba wants to stay. Talks are ongoing. Details, salary, structure of the deal not yet at final stages. On Raheem Sterling, who has been linked with a reunion under Mikel Arteta, Romano said, I'm not convinced by the Raheem Sterling links with Arsenal. I think we can expect to see 10 links per day for Chelsea players, as they have many players, but it's March and nothing is concrete at this stage. All sources don't confirm concrete interest as of now. It's also worth remembering that Arsenal signed Trossard in January and will also extend Saka's contract, so they have good options in that position already people carrying on from that apparently people Arsenal are confident says the times is behind the paywall but Arsenal are confident in beating Chelsea to Declan Rice who could cost 80 million they may come back in for Caicedo Mikel Arteta wants to add two midfielders a winger and a left back in the summer Tierney Sale could be used to fund deals Lokonga and Tavares likely to be sold I wouldn't make a decision on Lokonga yeah if someone gives us our money back why not but I wouldn't do that just of yet people also on that as well Arsenal now face decisions on the futures of Emmy Smith-Rowe and Balogun. He just signed a new contract. Balogun's unlikely to stay as third-choice striker. Arsenal to also decide if they want to extend Xhaka's contract. I mean, Mikel Arteta does nothing but big up Smith-Rowe. Obviously, the injuries are one thing, but, you know, he was fit for the large part of last season. He became our number 10 and signed a new deal. The minute, it, you know, the sun was shining, the minute it starts raining, are we going to get rid of him? And also, we've tied down his contract and he's a player with heavy resale value. You know, and he's, if it was a stock, he's taking a hit. So does it make sense to sell him now? Of course, just if the injuries per persist and, you know, we're getting strength in depth and things, there's decisions to make. Certain clubs are giving 200k to Hudson Odoi. Yeah, he's talking about how it's easier in Germany and I don't see no goals or assists. So it is what it is. Apparently, Arsenal could be willing to listen to offers for left-back Kieran Tierney, who has only started four league matches. Arsenal will want to recoup the £25 million that they spent on him in 2019, people. As, as somebody said there, Sacco, Gabriel Jesus is back in training in some capacity. We're a while before we see him play, but progress is progress. Gabriel Jesus posts his picture of, of himself on the grass at Arsenal's London Coley training ground as Brazilian steps up his recovery after three months out with a knee injury in boost for Mikel Arteta's title chasers people so yeah he's nearing a return from a long-term injury after being pictured on the grass he's been out for three months with a knee knock his last game was our 2-0 win against Wolves obviously before the World Cup people he did put a picture up and said he could be back soon as you can see he's now not taking part in full training in full capacity but you know he's running as Mikel Arteta previously said, there's no setbacks with his knee. So let's just take our time with Jesus. You know, big up Eddie and Ketia because you filled in and done well. But 
there's almost a normal normality in performance. Trossard and Martinelli are doing well and collectively the whole team to fill the void. But we're going to need Jesus. Jesus, Smith, Rowe, the minute even Thomas Party at this moment, the minute these players can be back, we're back to business really and truly. A return for Jesus is not believed to be imminent though. Carrying out training work on training pitches is a positive step, people. Jesus is understudy and Ketia scored in his first two games after replacing Jesus in the team back in November, but has not scored since the double against Manchester United in late January. In that context, Spaniard Mikel Arteta could be keen for Jesus to return, having used Leandro Trossard more naturally against the Foxes. Allegedly, Thomas Partey is smashed the like button, people. Twitch gang one love. It's still a doubt to start Arsenal's crucial PL game with Everton on Wednesday. Arteta has admitted the 29-year-old needs to get the rhythm. He hasn't trained much. He's only had a session. He'll train today, so it is what it is. He was out for a few Fit Thomas Partey takes us up several gears. He's contracted until 2025. He's 29 years of age. And for the large part, excluding now in August, he has been fit and did come off the bench. If I remove myself from the ability and I say, you know, as much you could be a great midfielder, passing range, physicality, etc. The best thing you can have as a footballer is consistent availability. Part A has been fit for the large part, but does he necessarily bring that? So is it, a, I, I'm wary of the word upgrade, but do you find someone that can offer what Thomas Partey offers to the team and is more durable? And if Thomas Partey is fit and an option, great, but the absent isn't felt. One love to Granite, Jorginho, everybody who's played their part in us, not, not really seeing the absence of Partey, Jesus at the moment, beyond the obvious, really, people. So yeah, man, it is, it is what it is in that regards. So it is what it is. As you can see, step by step, Gabriel Jesus posts on his social media accounts as he's now working with the ball, preparing his return. He's doing more and more on the field. The knee is not reacting really, really positive. He's pushing the boundaries right now. Mikel Arteta said last week, people, once again, Gabriel Jesus seems to be training and things. I think we've seen that enough times. Once again, Fabrizio Romano said all sources don't confirm concrete interest as of now in relation to Arsenal and Raheem Sterling. We've just seen that with Kieran Tierney. Arsenal are confident of beating Chelsea to the signing of Declan Rice, who may cost about £80 million and could renew their interest in Moses Caicedo. Mikel Arteta wants two midfielders, a winger and probably a left-back. That's if Tierney leaves. What about a right-back, really and truly? Saliba wants to stay at Arsenal, talks are ongoing. We've seen this already, making sure I don't miss it. I'm sure you all saw in December we was linked with Forgando Torres, people, who has not signed for Arsenal. Apparently, he will extend his contract with his MLS side, Orlando City, and apparently there will be a release clause worth 30 million people. So if we do want a winger and we did really speak to his agents, maybe that's an avenue Arsenal explore. Tini could leave Arsenal in the summer. Mikel Arteta said, I don't know. I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking about what's best for the team. Players have the right to play minutes, which they all deserve. We're going to try to do that in the next games. We're going to have to rotate with the Europa League. Once again, we've seen this with Saliba, so I won't bore you with the same things. We've seen this with Bukayo Saka. Um, again, we have we were previously linked with Victor Rogue. We previously heard Edu was looking at speaking to his agents, but Arsenal set to suffer Victor Rogue transfer blow with 18-year-old Atletico Paranese wonderkid wanting Barcelona move. He has been speaking about Barcelona's interest, and it seems Arsenal is set to miss out on the Brazilian wonderkid who has made 37 appearances and got seven goals and three assists and also had a great under-20 championships campaign with Brazil with six goals and 11 people. Uh, Arsenal were among a host of other clubs chasing his signature, including Chelsea, Paris Saint-Germain, and Newcastle. However, it now seems unlikely he'll move anywhere but the Camp Nou after recent remarks about the Catalan club and Robert Lewandowski said, I feel ready to make the move to Barcelona. Of course, it would be amazing to play with Lewandowski. Barcelona is a dream. If I ended up there, it would be a great joy for my family and me. It would be a fantastic move. He has a £53 million release clause. We're not too sure really if Barcelona have the finances to get that one done. We have heard this several times. Allegedly, Arsenal make £35 million Sergio Milinkovic transfer offer as Newcastle and West Ham circle for the Lazio midfielder who is contracted until 2024. Reportedly, we've made a £40 million bid, 35 million, 40 million euros, 35 million pounds, people. According to Calcio Mercato, who are not necessarily the most credible, Sergi Milinkovic Savic is a player attracting a great deal of interest from English clubs. His his agent people is understood to have collected a £35 million offer from Arsenal. We also have 
competition from Newcastle and West Ham. I mean, I mean imagine Gamares, Savic and a couple of others uh, really at Newcastle. I don't make sense joining West Ham. London aspect, and if they give you the money, they give you the more money. Top of the morning to you. Partey has missed 14 games each of his first two seasons. That's 62% availability for the Premier League. He's slightly better this season. A fine line on a player's overall impact missing that much time. Again, especially because, as you see with him, Jorginho, El Nene, to a degree, Trossard, Granite. These are the guys that are here for now, really. You know, what we do with these players now, whether that's winning a league title, consistently uh, qualifying for the Champions League, that sets us up for bringing in players that are better than them, obviously making ourselves more attractive, convincing players to stay, etc., etc. And, and if we're aspiring for trophies, we need to know our key man can be fit. To be fair, injuries can happen to anyone at any period. So I'll cut him that luxury. Declan Rice back to join Arsenal because of three players despite preferring Chelsea. What does this mean? Uh, Gabby Abongla, well, you ain't going to get me to read that article. Romano has said, I understand. Romano says Arsenal amongst three most interested clubs in 20-year-old midfielder. Fabrizio Romano has been discussing Arsenal's summer transfer plans and Eunice Moose. People currently Valencia are 18th in La Liga and relegation is a real risk in which they probably will have to sell players if they wasn't already. So I have to see. If Valencia do go down, you can bet your bottom dollar that Musa will be moving on to past as new. But according to Romano, even if Valencia don't get relegated, the player will be on the move. Arsenal alongside Inter Milan and Chelsea are amongst the teams keen to pick him up. Romano has shared what he knows about the American. I think whatever happens with Valencia, I see him leaving in the summer. In the Premier League, there is strong interest. During the World Cup, Chelsea were following the player. Arsenal, of course, know the player very well. He was there, so he's a player they are monitoring. Also, Inter. They are looking for that kind of player. So Musa is a player they are following. My expectation is for him to leave. And from what I understand, Chelsea, Arsenal and Inter Milan are the most interested clubs. But it will take time. You know, the 20-year-old should have never left. You know, we had him and Miguel Aziz playing the schoolboys. Aziz ain't really cutting the mustard. Uh, you know, we tried to keep him, but Valencia offered him a quicker route to the first team. So you can't begrudge him for doing that, people. Arsenal transfer news. 88 million Chelsea targets agent seeks Prem interest. Who is this? The agent of Vlahovic, specifically what has been said, people. Apparently, Vlahovic has admirers all throughout Europe, but no offers are imminent as Juventus target 88 million quid, 100 million euros. The Serbian ace is under contract until 2026, so another three years to, to go on his deal. He only joined January of last year, people. Apparently, he wants to go Real Madrid. Allegedly, Real Madrid have shown an interest. They're probably going to need another number nine. But apparently, this report is uh, on Monday, which was yesterday, cited Real Madrid plus Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United are monitoring Vlahovic's situation at Juventus in a view of a transfer. But the quartet are keeping their powder dry, waiting to learn if the Allianz Stadium Chiefs will look to cash in. Additionally, according to Calcio Mercato, noted earlier this month that Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United have already spoken with his agent Ristic over a transfer from Juventus for Vlahovic. But Paris Saint-Germain, Bayern Munich and Barcelona also monitoring his situation after 10 goals in 22 games. So we'll have to watch that one very closely, people. Romano claims amazing winger has made 25 million contract decision after Arsenal talks. Oh, well, this is in relation to, to Fogando Torres again, really. So he... The headline kind of done us there, didn't it? Uh, Granite Xhaka extension at Arsenal will be discussed in the next months. Despite reports on a new deal for Granite Xhaka, talks are not yet advanced now. Xhaka is in the list after Gabriel Martinelli, Saka and Saliba. But the Saka deal has, has to be finalised and also Saliba is in negotiations. So it will take some time before getting the Xhaka extension done. It will be discussed in the next few months, people. So we'll have to see exactly what's being said here. Some reports have actually linked Granite Xhaka with leaving Arsenal. Let me actually see if I can find that. No, not his story about going over them, says. He's been linked with Roma under Jose Mourinho once again, people, where if we was to just go over here and just do this quickly. Big up you lot, people. Keep your comments coming. Uh, Roma want Granite Xhaka, a midfielder, may decide to leave Arsenal. I mean, he's 29. I mean, we'd be in the Champions League. The gaffer loves you. The fans have been cool with you. You've got no reason to leave, but a football career is short. If you do want to try a new experience, why not? Roma are once again interested in signing Granite Xhaka with Calcio Mercato Webb reporting that he could decide to leave Arsenal this summer if the Gunners go and win the Premier League title. Few players have enjoyed a turnaround quite like Xhaka in recent years. Of course, there were times when his relationship with Arsenal fans appeared to be damaged beyond repair. Scrolling to what matters, it was reported by 90 Minute this week that Arsenal had held talks with Xhaka over a new contract and both parties could reach an agreement quickly. However, it seems there's a chance that Xhaka could actually leave this summer, especially assuming if we bring in a midfielder or two, which we need to, that are probably better than him or more long-term, as good as he's been. According to this report, Roma want the 30-year-old with Jose Mourinho looking to bolster his midfield options 
options. And interestingly, the report suggests Xhaka could decide to make the move to Serie A if Arsenal managed to win the title. Obviously, with such varying reports, it's hard to know what the future holds for the midfielder, but it surely is clear that Xhaka is enjoying his football more than at any other time in his Arsenal career since his £30 million move. That does not necessarily mean that he'll definitely only want to stay at the Emirates, but you would imagine that he'd love the chance to play in the Champions League with Mikel Arteta's side. And again, having said that, perhaps he may view a Premier League title win as the perfect way to bow out. This has just caught my eye, so let's see what this is. Arsenal could make attempt to sign Moses Calcedo alongside Declan Rice. It's going to cost a lot, according to the Times, who outlined Mikel Arteta's plans for the next transfer window. Arsenal have an incredibly exciting few months ahead of them. Speaking of exciting, 2pm, I'm going to have Fabrice, uh, Fabrice Muamba. For 6.45, we're watching Arsenal Everton together, people, now before kickoff, uh, Let's see exactly what has been said, people. Man City will be chasing them, blah, blah, blah. West Ham captain looks set to be the Gunners' top target after admitting his Champions League aspirations. However, the Times also suggests that Arsenal could go back in for Caicedo this summer as they look to improve the overall quality of the side. After missing out on the Ecuadorian in January, they could finally agree a deal to sign the talented youngster. The Times report that Arsenal are confident of beating Declan Rice uh, beating Declan, Chelsea to Declan Rice people ahead of their rivals. They also believe Arsenal renewed their interest in Caicedo this summer. The Independent has claimed the incredible 21-year-old could cost as much as £90 million when he finally moves on. This would make him a more expensive transfer than Rice. And is he in a position to demand that? But the pair could really complement each other. Arsenal may not just be targeting two midfielders in the transfer window. Mikel Arteta is also reportedly after another winger and a new left-back. So we'll have to see what was going on there, people. But it's not going to be cheap. Arsenal confident in beating Barcelona to the 20-year-old We, along with West Ham United, Manchester United and Barcelona have been link linked with Celta Vigo's Gabri Vigo. He's quite decent, people. Um, the 20-year-old is enjoying his breakout season in La Liga. He's got eight goals and three assists in the top fright. As per the report, though, Arsenal face some strong competition for Vigo's signature with Barcelona and Newcastle both interested in the Spanish youth international, whose outstanding form is bound to attract more suitors from across La Liga and Europe. With a release clause of €40 million, Euros, £35 million, pounds, though, the Premier League is bound to be a leading division for the Gaussian-born talent, and Arsenal could be willing to match this fee to guarantee Vigas' signature ahead of the likes of Barcelona and Eddie Howe's Newcastle. Whilst Arsenal are looking to sign a midfielder in the summer, an attacking-minded one would be the last thing supporters and pundits would have predicted from Mikel Arteta, with a deep option to replace the likes of Xhaka and Partey in the long term more suited. However, given how exciting the talent Viga is, it wouldn't be surprising if Arsenal make an offer to sign the attacking midfielder in the summer, with Mikel Arteta having the capacity and the coaching skills to develop the youngster into a player who could suit the North London system, people. Viga would not have an immediate role in the Arsenal squad for the long term, but there's no denying that the Spaniard would be an exciting risk for the club to take in years to come, especially with how the Gunners, how good the Gunners have been in the last two seasons at developing young players. Although a move to Barcelona or Arsenal or Newcastle, sorry, could appeal appeal to Viga, Arsenal's status has risen so highly under Mikel Arteta that the midfielder could be willing to wait for a North London for the North London side to come in with an offer this summer, a deal that could be exciting, the exciting one for all parties involved. So We'll have to see exactly what that means. Arsenal are in a strong position to land Latoura Martinez and it would not come as a shock if they went big in an attempt to lure the Inter Milan star to the Emirates Stadium, journalist Paul Brown has said. Uh, specifically, he said, I think Latoura Martinez will go to a Champions League club if he is to move. It's looking pretty good for Arsenal in that regard and it wouldn't surprise me at all if they went quite big for him this summer. You'd imagine that has knock-on effects for probably Balogun because Eddie's probably going to stay as a rotation option really and truly you'd imagine one of our attacking players in some capacity has to move on but if we was to get Caicedo, Declaras and Latoura Martin there's three good additions going to cost a lot they've all got individual question marks over them really especially Caicedo for the price arguably Declaras with the with the English tax as well and I like Latoura Martinez and I think he could complement the side well, but I'm not as quite hot on him as I was before, but he is in a good form. And what is he going to cost? That would probably take our spending into the 200 million. You know, if you talk about two midfielders and a striker, you know, none of them are wingers. Jesus can play out there. The report said he wants a winger and right back and left back are areas to monitor people. Arteta plans to sign three players on top of Chelsea target Declan Rice. Probably the same, the same thing, people, which is probably said. Arteta is keen to welcome England star Rice to the Emirates and the Times say Arsenal remain confident of beating London rivals Chelsea to a deal. This is said it could he could cost up to 100 million, but Arsenal are still planning other moves with Mikel Arteta once again keen to sign two midfielders, a winger and a new left back this summer. 
Uh, Arsenal search for a midfielder could see the Gunners revive their interest in Brighton's Caicedo. We had multiple bids in January. Given Arsenal's need to invest, they'll also consider offers for a number of players on the periphery of Arteta's squad, including Kieran Tierney, Albert Sambi, Lokonga, Nuno Tavares, people. So we'll have to see exactly how that develops. And we're going to probably get linked with a bunch of players. Arsenal will need to spend a lot of money to sign Barcelona machine. The only thing I would say against Asufati, as much as I want it and the quality he has, he's not be able to stay fit. I think Romano has said... Because when Fatty has played a game and the number is already higher than last season, it's not always been an integral part or always the full 90. So what Barcelona and Xavi be looking to get out of him if they can keep him, which is their intent, is a player that can actually contribute and play 90 minutes. After a while, when you have the number 10 in Barcelona, if you don't do that, you start to fall down the pecking order, at which point there might be an opportunity for a Premier League club to pounce. But at this point, the Premier League clubs that are being linked are going to have to spend a lot of money and may feel that Barca's valuation is too high at this point to seriously advance anything people don't know if he'll be the next samueta that's quite big praise but nonetheless hopefully he lives up to his potential he's a good little player let's see what goal.com has said in relation to arsenal people we're allegedly in for paqueta i don't buy this one people newcastle are also in for him and willing to offer 60 million for him i think that would have been last summer anything i don't think his profile is something we're progressing in negotiations to, to commit william saliba arsenal are looking at raheem sterling even though fabrizio kind of quashed that we've joined the race to sign Latoura uh, martinez apologies We've submitted allegedly a 40 million euro offer for Sergi Milinkovic Savage. Once again, we're looking at Paqueta, Newcastle, are keen on Tierney. We've spoken about Vega and we're interested. We've joined Liverpool in the race to sign Nico Williams. Tavares has to return to Arsenal at some point. You'd imagine him, on one hand, these peripheral figures, the Tierneys, the Sambis, I don't like grouping Tierney in there, but Tierney, Sambi, Tavares, Ainsley, Nelson, with us being in the Champions League and more games, they might actually get to stay, but you'd imagine these lot, in addition to Marie, Cedric, Pepe, the days are numbered, and Mikel, Mikel Arteta and Edu, I'm sure they're planning their targets, we're doing well committing players to sign for the club or renew their contracts. If we go after and get a couple of these targets, we're laughing, but also in terms of outgoings, we're going to need to do something. On top of deciding what's going on with Balligan, Saka's moving closer to sign a new deal. Ivan Fresnadal's quoted at 30 million euros. So in an ideal world, you get Rice for 70, 80, 100, you know, with, with, with what they want. You know, as uh, you know, you you get Fresnadal for 30, let's say Declan Rice for 70, 75, a similar sort of fee for Kaiseido. That's a significant outlay. Really and truly, Onene's already signed an extension. We're looking at Hojlin, multiple Serie A clubs, you know, are interested in Balogun, Lazio, Inter Milan, Napoli and AC Milan. We lead the race for Yuri Telemans. It's going to take 200 bags a week in terms of wages if you are to commit Declan Rice and we draw an interest from Manchester City now. So that seems to be all the articles that there is, people. It is what it is in that regard, so draw whatever conclusions you want what do you lot make of that please let me know your opinions what is the timestamp 3331 is what we'll leave it as but yeah people big up you lot for let me get that out of the way and now we've done that don't forget people if you haven't it will be on twitch as well as youtube if you're not going to be there please smash the like button on the link i've just dropped it boosts the content and gets them out there and helps the youtube algorithm 2 p.m people so you know in just well basically 53 minutes i'm going to have fabrice from muamba and we're going to talk arsenal everton and so on and so forth and a bunch of, a bunch of things to be brutally honest with you people so yeah make sure you smash the like button on that we still need a top-class striker, probably. Arsenal fans are beginning to get a little bit greedy. Is Arsenal-Everton on TV tonight? Josh, they're violating us. It's not on TV, bro. It's not, you know, what our last four games, technically, three, four games are not on TV. Leicester weren't on TV. Tonight's not on TV. Bournemouth on the weekend is not on TV. We're just going to have to put on it. So if you're going to be here for the watch-along, make sure you bring your stream links, people. Uh, gutted if Tini leaves. I will as well, on one hand. Obviously, if I'm Tini, I want to play games, you know. And what I would say to Tini, while Zinchenko, obviously, we're moving in a new direction. Zinchenko's made himself a first name on the team sheet. You can't rule out him moving in midfield. Not that I want Zinchenko's form to drop off, but if Zinchenko's form drops off, it suddenly becomes massively irrelevant, you know, what he does on a football pitch. God forbid, but if he gets injured, you can play. Obviously, if you want to join a top team, you as at Celtic, there's going to be competition. We're going to be in the Champions League. There's a lot of games you're comfortable here. But then again, if Newcastle offer you football, that's closer to Scotland. From a lifestyle point of view, you're closer to your family. They've got an exciting project. You're going to play a lot of games. Eddie Howe's a good gaffer. Go and do your thing. I think Tierney should stay because we're going to probably have to spend 20-odd million on a, on a left-back replacement, especially if we're going... God knows who it would be if we're looking for a peculiar sort, so somewhat 
poor man's version of what Zinchenko brings to the table. You'd have to spend that already. If the club say, you know, and we signed him in 2019, just the other day, Tierney signed a, an extension and he was talked about as being one of the captains. Obviously, the system advances, you know, in the same way the system might one day leave Granite Xhaka and Thomas Partey, maybe even Gabriel as a left-sided centre-back. You know, it might even leave Ramsdale. I'm just, it might even leave Gabriel Jesus. I'm just I'm just saying examples, people. This is, this is what happens. Arsenal might sit there and say, you know what, injury-prone, this and that, give us our money. I would like us to see us kind of hold Newcastle to ransom because he's a, he's in his mid-20s. Newcastle are going to be a problem for all of the top six. Newcastle wouldn't cut us any deals like any other Premier League team. So if we can pay for, make someone pay through the notes, why, well in, people. Unless Tierney makes it clear he wants to leave, I don't think he will. Um, but I do think it's the end of Tierney at Arsenal, really. I hope it's not the case. I wouldn't quite say I'm gutted. Gutted is when I see Thierry Henry and them man leave. I'd be more frustrated because we're finally starting to get a good sort of, like some good options within the side, really. You know, just be like Tommy Asu, take it on the chin. Even that really and truly, Tommy Asu arguably is the first, second choice left back because he got to start against Liverpool in Zinchenko's absence. He come off the bench the other day to see out the game. Tierney didn't really. And to be fair, Tierney, it's a bit harsh, but... You've looked a bit booky when you've played, really and truly. I think it may be time for Kieran Tilly to move on for the sake of his career. It doesn't really fit the system as the team has redeveloped. Ainsley, new left-back, Zinchenko role. I mean, Ainsley's doing well at, at Southampton, but it's probably... I would love to see him cut, cut a role for this team. I want all the Halen boys, but it just feels like certain man got to leave people. Riley, one love for that link. Let me actually sweep that from now. One love for that one, my guy. is on foreign TV. Yeah, if you're big up all the foreign ones tuned in, if you're in America, well, in the Americas, in Africa, in the Caribbean, wherever, the continent, Asia, wherever, I don't think you have any concerns about watching the game. Us in the United Kingdom, they freestyle when they want to televise games and definitely we all know 3 p.m. is a madness. Do you think we could raise sales worth 90 plus million if we sell Tierney, Balligan and Nuno? In theory, something close to that. But as you remember, as you know, football's about what you can hustle. Again, what are players actually worth and how good they are? The fees are not correlated. It's what you can. It's what you can hustle. We live in a day and age where you you probably have to pay more for players than they're worth. Declan Rice, Mikhail Mudrik, you know, Jao Felix is great. He's his overpriced loan. Caicedo when we was going for him at the time. Vlahovic at the time. You have to get with it. I want us to do that. So. I guess it depends how good you can hustle. You know, Balogun, his stock is the highest he's been at Arsenal at this moment in time. You could argue, could you get 35, 50 million, depending on Edu's level of hustle? Tierney, probably, if I'm a rival club, I'm going to say, you know what, he's kind of injury prone. Hold this 30, 40 million, 35, 40. Arsenal might say, you know what, little profit. Celtic are due money in terms of a sell-on. It is what it is in that regard. So Tierney, probably 35 to 40 million, if that. Tavares, maybe 20. It all depends what you can hustle, really. Balogun, 35 to 50 English premium and that contracted until 2025. Lokonga, if you could get at least 20 million, make your money back and break even, fair enough. Ainsley probably has got... I'm sure Ainsley's contract is running out, but he probably has... An, these players always have one-year options and that. See what you can get for Ainsley, you know, rejected 20 million. If Nelson's got an extension, which he probably doesn't, do what you need to do. Pepe, you're not going to bring anything significant. You're more just looking at freeing up the wages. You know, Pepe's probably on over 100 bags. Cedric's on 100 grand. Marie's probably on, not that I'm pocket watching, maybe anything from 50 to 80 odd. So if we just look at that with resources, that can that money that's being paid to them can be distributed to committing, you know, looking after Saka's deal and Saliba's and Martinelli's and any other potential new targets. And there's probably a couple of other players on the books at Arsenal that I'm forgetting about. Like, if I was to write down who could probably leave, I, I wouldn't say Granite Xhaka, but I'll put an asterisk with his contract with the ages that maybe he wants to try something new. Uh, I would say Nelson, he's probably gone for free. Ainsley, Maitland-Niles, you could say free slash maybe low ball fee, depending on the contract. Uh, who else is there? Pepe It's simply accept whatever in it because he's contracted for another year. Accept whatever. Free up wages. You know, Cedric, it's accept whatever and free up wages as well. Uh, who else have you got? Marie's on loan. Free up that. Who else is there? Tierney, Lokonga, Tavares. Probably have to sell these, really. Balogun. So it all depends, really. I wouldn't want to sell Balogun yet, but I can understand if the club says, you know what, we're buying another striker. Eddie's a squad player, whether he's better than him or not. Jesus, we can reinvest that and buy another area. So 
if I do the maths, it's just just to humor me, humor you. Not that I'm a transfer man. Teeny, if I put myself in a perspective, buyer's shoes. 35, 40, maybe I'll try to get it for 30. Uh, Lacoste, Tavares, just get 20, 18, 20, just double up quickly for their sell on clause as well. If that, Lokonga, I break even, I would say, break even. Let's just say 20. Uh, Ainsley, if he's under contract, maybe 15 or so, or around that. Uh, Cedric, whatever. Pepe, whatever, because you know he's, year, he's, he's going to have a year left on his contract. Probably just have to accept whatever. So, not quite ninety. Balogun, you know, thirty-five to fifty. But it all depends how stupid clubs are, how much they want to gamble. Of this is now him laying down the marker versus his breakout season. And if Arsenal say, you know what, Halen has to pay for has to pay for itself. It costs a couple of million. When you actually deep it, it costs like two, three million a year to run our academy. When you look at from a from a logistic point of view. Joe Willett's come through and been sold for 30 million euros, you know, Eddie, uh, and on top of winning a, an FA Cup or so. Uh, the same could be said for um, Iwobi as well. So it would pay for itself. Balogun's played, what, 10 times for Arsenal? Played at the start of our horrific season last year. So Balogun's probably the one you're looking at of significant return indirectly. Tierney, Balogun, Tavares, really... And truly, maybe a couple of other young players. I don't Austin Trusty. I don't think we'll sell him. He's doing quite well as a centre half and a left back at Birmingham as a as a uh, uh, you know in a back three or in a back four. I don't know if he'll get a chance at Arsenal. You never know. That could be someone. I don't think anyone will. But if they make a certain offer, there could be that. It could be a couple of other young players. Obviously, you can't rule out offers. You know, if Granite Xhaka, if there's a decent offer, if he wants to go, if even with El Nene, even though he's injured, if he wants to keep it moving, you never know. Really. So, not really. I don't think you get 90. Definitely not 90 plus, because I don't think there's 90 plus worth of talent on the books like that, if I'm honest with you. Again, it all comes down to what you can hustle, because we live in a day and age, someone spent 50 million on Gilfie Sigurdsson. So, pardon me. Once again, it's, it's essentially what you can hustle. And nothing more than that, essentially. Good question, though. Big up the Indians tuned in. Zuba Mendy looked better than Rice, in my opinion. I really like Zuba Mendy. We always look desperate to sell. That's why we don't get money. Lakonga break even. We'll be lucky. Broski, all I can say is, bro, we'll be lucky. Again, it comes down to the hustling. Big up Vibe with Sons. It all depends what you can, what you can literally hustle. It's not even what the player is worth these days. It's literally what the hell you can hustle. If you can't hustle nothing, then yeah. And I mean, that's that's probably one area that Mikel Arteta, not even Mikel Arteta, Edu people are looking at and saying, you know what, boy, could Edu get better at selling? Especially because if this Hayland thing keeps pumping out talents, not everyone's going to make it, really. 50 million we might get for Balogun if Forrest come in. Boy, if Forrest are still in the league or they're going to have to hold up some parachute payments. Who's a good backup right centre-back? You think White or Tomiyasu can fill that role? Do we need a new signing? I, I don't know who off the top of my head. I would be open to it. I think Tomiyasu is probably, as the team's moving forward, and if we can sign like a right-sided Zinchenko, then I've like someone that does that inverted thing, winger stuff, or fullback stuff like you see at City, then maybe Tomiyasu. You know, Tommy Asu for me is a valued member. I know he didn't do it against City, but he's a man that, for me, I think he's the best defender at the club in terms of the aspect of defending. There is a time where you're going to need the conservative Tommy Asu, and I am starting to believe Tommy Asu probably is more suited at centre back and and probably full back when we need to do a man marking job like Sean with Salah. Forgot about Sigurdsson. I think he forgot about himself, the Rongan. Zubamendi is more of a number six. Next season, we'll have Partey and Jorginho in that position at the moment. And left-sided number eight is much more needed player. They're both equally as needed, man. It's like when we signed Partey and we was going eight or six. They're both needed, in my opinion. Edu needs to be better at selling. All you suggested, you should make 100 million. Definitely, maybe even more. Yes, Tommy can play across the back line. Tommy's a pit bull. Eddie, Eddie, uh, Eddie ain't been on the no block trap line. Then <laughs> ain't been on the no block. I hope he's bad. It's true, man. I don't really rate Rice. I think he's a bit overrated. He's always hiding in big games. Harsh. I think he is overrated. But Benjamin White was overrated at the time of us buying him. We spent fifty million off the back of one Premier League season. If he comes and does the business, then I don't think anybody cares really and truly. You do your job. It's calm. There's hundred and seventy of you locked in. Um. On uh, on YouTube, people. And there's only sixty six likes. Come on, boost the engagement, will you? So, yeah, man, 
Maybe we can convert Zinchenko to a pure CDM. Ah, he could play in midfield. He could play the six, but it's more of a continental six than an industrial number six. So I'm for it. But I do want to see Zinchenko play in midfield. Really, there'll be games where we, you know, the, the, that right, that organic right center mid stuff is not going to be needed and required. People. So we'll have to see what's going what what's going on in that regards, people. Which is quite crazy. I think Charles Watts has said something on in relation to Gabriel. I don't want to see this because it's going on Twitter. Hmm. I think Gabriel's been actually speaking, people. Again, you know me, I love the Gabriel propaganda. If he if he could just if he could just if he could just cut out the bozo moments as he gets older, then I, I Gabriel, when I look at Gabriel and Saliba, I know one's like 25 or something and one's like 21. But when I look at them, I think they're both great centre backs and they've got a good partnership and they show their ages, but it feels like if if you like like Saliba's the cold the golden child and Gabriel's the black sheep. When Gabriel makes a mistake, and again, if man make mistakes, if they play good, appropriate criticisms and praises. But it's like when Saliba makes a mistake, people whisper it. When Gabriel makes a mistake, it's trending on Twitter, it's moving mad, really. But nonetheless, Nicolas Pepe's greatest assist, Arsenal stealing Gabriel from under the noses, Everton noses proving key to the Gunners title bid. As you know, he's been exceptional this season, but he could have easily been playing for another club. Gabriel could have been lining up against Arsenal for Everton on Wednesday had things worked out differently three years ago as he prepared to leave Lille. The centre-back had passed the medical ahead of a proposed, proposed summer move to Goodison Park only for COVID pandemic to suddenly delay his switch to Merseyside. With football shut down, the transfer wasn't finalised and just a few months later, Arsenal arrived on the scene looking to get a deal done. It was then up to Gabriel to make a decision and with Nicolas Pepe, who had been a teammate of the centre-back at Lille, Playing a key role, the defender opted for North London. Everton's loss has certainly been Arsenal's game, with Gabriel having gone on to establish himself as one of the Premier League's best defenders since his move in, in January, I mean, in September 2020. I wouldn't say he's the best, but he's up there. Obviously, Diaz better than you. Lissandro Martinez better than you. A couple others probably better than you, but you're my guy. And as you're 25, as I said, I want to kind of see the, the moments kind of cut out now. You're definitely better than that Bremer you, even though he scored against his former club yesterday for Juventus. So I was watching the game. The 25-year-old is now in his third full season in England, and this has undoubtedly been his best. He has formed a formidable partnership at the heart of the defence with Saliba. One has been the bedrock that one that has been the bedrock that Arsenal's exceptional campaign has been built upon. The pair have started every single Premier League game this season, helping Arteta side to 10 clean sheets, the joint best record in the division. While it may have been Saliba grabbing all the headlines for his performances during the opening months of the season, it has been Gabriel who's taken his game to a new level since the break for the World Cup, because you've got to be the more experienced one. The Brazilian has been excellent with his dominant dis dominant performances at Leicester City on Saturday, the latest in an ever-growing line of fine displays. He's getting better in every phase of playing, everything that we demand him to do, said Arteta. His leadership in the team, his mentality as well, I think he has come a long way since he joined the club. He has said, I've improved a lot since arriving here, for what it's worth, people. The Brazilian averages 9.2 progressive ball carries per 90 minutes in the Premier League. And it's his pass that found Trossard that eventually ended up with Martinelli, that eventually ended up in the back of the net with him getting two and two now for Martinelli and obviously us getting three points in our last game. Only four centre-backs rank higher. He also sits third for progressive passes this season and fifth for most successful passes. I mean, if we want to be a ball-playing side, we're going to need that. Tarn's one love for that, your support, one love for the cheer. This is why he's so important. It's not just what Gabriel does defensively that makes him so essential. It's what he does when he has the ball at his feet. I would say I've definitely improved a lot since arriving here when he was discussing his form. That goes for my passing, my heading and various other aspects of my game. The coaches have helped me a lot. He's still got errors in his game, people. There's still those lapses in concentration as shown against City. Uh, Arteta said, I don't want robots. I want players with passion that demand a lot of each other, but that also have that chemistry. Those two certainly have that chemistry on and off the pitch. I love that even when we're winning, they want us to do even better. And he is one of Arsenal's leaders. He did sign a new deal in October. Edu said at the time, it's great that we've agreed a new deal with Gabby. He's still a young player and is part of our future. His performances since he joined us have been very strong and his positive impact to our results have been clear for everyone to see. He has grown so much on and off the pitch with both his contribution and communication on and off the pitch. We all look forward to seeing Gabby continue to grow as an important part of our club. And he has been very consistent. So long may it continue, Gabriel. Long may it continue. Is there anything else in relation to Arsenal here? 
When is Gabriel back? Gabriel Jesus, that is. He had an MRI scan. We know this. Since the surgery, Jesus has worked slowly but steadily to return to competitive action. He has been working on his fitness with Arsenal's medical team and was at the Emirates Stadium on the 22nd of January to watch the Gunners beat Man United 3-2. He joined Arsenal's London Coley Training Centre on February the 7th and has been following a carefully mapped fitness plan to return to action as quickly as possible. He was spotted doing light ball work on the training pitch, although his recovery's key focus was on strengthening his knee. Before facing Leicester in the Premier League, Arteta said he's progressing really well. He's doing more and more on the field and the knee is not reacting so really positive we want to have him as quick as possible but as respect as sorry but as well but respect as well a little bit the time frame we've got from the doctors and specialists but he's really pushing the boundaries now Arsenal can expect to have Jesus back in the fold before the international break at the end of March the Gunners are set to host Crystal Palace at the Emirates on March the 19th if all goes well he might feature against the Eagles in front of his home fans how many games has he missed he's not played since our 2-0 win against Wolves he's missed 12 games people and obviously, he's definitely out of the game tonight and the game on Saturday against Bournemouth. Moreover, he's expected to sit out the two legs of the Europa last 16 tie with Sporting Lisbon and a trip to Fulham in between. Then, then they are scheduled to host Palace, which he is likely to make a return. So overall, the striker looks set to miss around 17 games for Arsenal. Testament to the club for keeping it moving. But yeah, man, going to miss him. Hey, uh, Jack Wilshere has hailed a certain Arsenal players. People, what has he said? There are some things that you see from Miles, Lewis, Skelly, Ethan Unwary, Bradley Ibrahim and Jimmy Gower. I don't really rate Jimmy Gower that much, but he is techie. Bradley Ibrahim is doing his thing. Ethan and Miles is where he sat along with Coles and Jubilee. Let's let these men develop. They do things you can't coach. That's why they're at Arsenal. They need a few things tactically. I like my midfielders to be on the half turn, play forward and touch forward, dribble if you can, which they will do. We had some moments of brilliance when Miles drives, when Ethan's on the half, uh, Ethan on the half turn, dropping shoulders. Make sure you sign that deal, lad. When Amari calls to Drury 1v1, he's good. If you can get more of those, then we'll be all right. You see it tonight, even though Walters at centre-back, when you drive forward, it just changes the picture. Obviously, I do like, I do, I am encouraged by Walters' development. I would keep an eye on Lino Salsa. Again, we have to take time with all of these young players, you know, replicating what you do in the academy to the first team is very difficult. You do need time, really. Even look at Balogun and Eddie and Ketty. They're still young as 20-year-olds. But now they're starting to fill out, starting to look competent in their roles. The problem is there's no time because people don't care about that when you're trying to do what top six sides are trying to do. So we'll have to see how that develops. But, you know, shout out to Lewis as well. Miles is a great, is a great person from a great family, let alone a good footballer. Really reminds me of Musa Dembele. Ethan has that X factor. I'll be really disappointed if we lose him, but it is what it is. I think both of them, by the time they're 18, will be mix and matching it in the first team. I'm not saying they're going to be regulars. Koza Jubri is an exciting prospect as well. Bradley's very industrial, you know. So we've got some players coming through the coming through the, 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 the thing, people. So we'll have to see what goes on in that regards, people. But let me make a timestamp on such as well. What is that? Let's see. Yeah, man. I would kind of, I do want to keep the pathway. Be honest, DG, do you think Noari stays? I think it's 50 50. Personally, I don't have a clue. You know, if he leaves, it is what it is. Like, it's just great player. It's exciting, exciting player. Whoever gets him, be happy to have him, but keep it moving, really and truly. I do think it will firmly be like Eunice Musa. I know fans cry all the time when young players leave, Vonte Daly, Campbell, Amici, all of these players. We haven't really gone off and done anything in the senior game, but I think Ethan would be a bit of a pill to swallow. You're playing for the 21s, you're training with the first team, you played against Brentford. If he wants to sign for for Chelsea, City, Liverpool, whoever's been linked with him, you've got one career in it, do what you need to do. You know, I do think Arsenal will say, do you know what? We could lose one, not that we want to, but we can't lose both. And I do think if the club lose him, but Miles progresses, fair enough. And I think Miles is really talented, man. I really think he's an Arsenal midfielder. So I don't know anything. You know, again, if I had to, there's, there's, we've actually got some very exciting 15s and 16s coming through. I'm not here to gas them up, hype them and do all of this next wonder kid stuff, but Ethan, Miles, I'd keep an eye on Coles of Jubilee. I do like, I am encouraged by Lino Solsa's career. Um, I think there's a pathway potentially opening up. Um, who else is there? There's a couple really. Waters, I think you're doing your job. You'll have a career somewhere. Brooke Norton, Coffee, I don't quite think you'll make the grade at Arsenal. I think your technical level will let you down, but I think you'll have a career. And I hope to be wrong. I want as many Haylem boys to come through. As I always say, I want the unrealistic task people of, 
one day featuring a whole 11 potentially match day squad of Halen boys it's, it's a fallacy but that's what it is and even if these guys don't make it obviously the way football's going and players are leaving before they've signed scholars fair enough but if you can make top dollar on these players keep it moving really that's what the academy needs to do promote people to the first team if not sell them on have good careers elsewhere that Bremer guy Bremer guy is a fraud I can't lie he's a bum I've already answered that who do you who do we think it is? My guess is Collagen Actual Luis. What are you on about there? I liked your video. One love for that, my guy. I think the only I think the only sloppy game he had was City. Ah, Fulham, he had that brain fart at home. 40 or 50 for a nano would be decent. I'll try and cut the price down, really. Gabriel has been one of the, if not the best, centre-back in the league this year post-World Cup. Keep the propaganda. During the 2020-21 preseason, there was scepticism over Saliba, whether Saliba would make the grade. Multiple players, none of whom are still at the club now, were said to have described Saliba somewhat dismissingly as League One level. Well, some young players when Martinelli signed said they couldn't see the hype. And now, look, and maybe they're just doing that for the sake of it. Ben White is doing his thing. You're a top-tier analysis. I can't lie. I appreciate that, my guy. Craig, I don't know if I am, but I appreciate the words, man. Thank you very much. Keeps the thing going. People have to remember, a player's years on contract is more important than the talent when it comes to a fee now. If not, I want Onana Prem proven can play six and eight. I mean, we looked at him when he was like Leo, so there's got to be something, man. There's got to be something in that regards, man. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. If I refuse to speak, shout out, oh, shout out my YouTube members. Lovely to have you back. Morning, DG. How do you think, how, how much do you think we'd get for holding? Stocks on the floor, really. I mean, other clubs, they might even be able to get 20 million. I think probably a 10, 15, we might say, you know what, Bolton are probably owed some sell-on fees, but we signed it for 2 million quid. Anything's a kind of bonus, man, really. But maybe 10 to 15 if we're lucky. No. And I'm not doing the remitting. It was none of them. Which midfielder would you pick, Rice or Caicedo? I do like Caicedo, but purely because it seems like Mikel Arteta is hell-bent on, on Declan Rice. I think it's about time Arteta consistently, consistently sorry, got his top targets. So I would I would say I would say Declan Rice. Really, but they're both gonna cost similar fees, really. And you could argue Declan Rice, if anyone is more worth the money at this moment in time, it's probably him. We've got 91 likes. There's 191 of you tuned in. If you have hit that like button. Thank you very much. If you haven't, you're doing it dirty, man. You're doing it a disservice. So, yeah, man, it is what it is in that regard. Keep your opinions flowing, people. Don't forget, 2 p.m. I'm live again with Fabrice Muamba, people. We're going to no doubt <laughs> cover Arsenal versus Everton and anything else on the topic of Arsenal Everton. Once again, across Twitch and YouTube, we're live at 6.45. Uh, and what else? That's the Muamba link. So there we have it. What have you said, see? 10 million for holding, and that's a that's with a tailwind and the sun is shining. True that. Subscribe with Amazon Prime. DG, what do you feel is the plan for our current low leads, namely Saliba and Patino given our midfield links? Patino could afford to go on loan again. Would love to see him in the first team, but don't necessarily think he's ready. And I think minutes are currency. I think he's been exposed to probably more football than Arsenal, Blackpool and him expected in the championship. And he's doing quite well. He scored a couple of goals. He's played very good. He's had a couple of tough games as well. You know, just keep developing, really. As Arteta said, slow cooking. And I think with the age that... El Nene, Partey, Granite, Xhaka and Jorginho are out. Obviously, if we're going to bring in other midfielders and you could actually say Zinchenko, Odegaard and Smith-Rowe could play as eight, I think naturally a pathway will open for him. With Sambi, it's about putting yourself in the shop window for Mikel Arteta or elsewhere now. Like You've got to lay down a marker, really, or you might go on loan again. You might get moved on. Who knows, really and truly. For, 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 for Sambi, he's in that halfway house. For Patino at this moment... Just build on the experience and the consistency. I don't think it would make sense to call him back and let him hold the bench for no reason. Minutes are currency and it's almost how a crackhead must feel. Once they get exposed to first-team football, these young players, you don't want to go back. Balligan, you don't want to go back to holding bench when you're outscoring at a time. Messi, Neymar and Mbappe, you're playing against them. You're being decisive. Nothing can replicate for me the senior game, the levels, it doesn't matter. At, at youth side, you could, you could play great on Saturday, Tuesday if you have a game, you're meaty senior football if you do well on saturday and your team lose on tuesday nobody cares what you did 
in a nice way. You know, football is unforgiving. Did you win or did you lose? These lessons are not really learned at academy football, really. You're out of your comfort zone. A centre-back might be a better reader of the game than you. He might be stronger than you. He might be as fast or faster than you. How do you react to that, really? And, you know, obviously, when you talk about the fans, the, the, the way people are looking at the game, the charting, all of these sort of things, you can't go back to that really. Now, Balogun would have to accept that I'm going to be a bit of a sideman at Arsenal, but it's a decision he'd have to make, really. Musa or Telemans, Eunice, man. That Fabrice content is needed. Can't wait. My guy, shout AM. For next summer, I hope we can get a centre-back and a centre-mid. Another versatile attack would be nice, too. Uh, once again, Eunice, Musa over Telemans for me. To that, with the amount of Haylem, man, we have given chances and become first-teamers that some still want to leave for the club that won't even play them. They only need... Bro, there's, I don't want to talk on the Barry's thing, innit? One day everything will come out. But there, what I would say in a lot of these players, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes and a lot of other things, you know. I wouldn't necessarily say leaving or staying at Arsenal is the best thing. Just do what you need to do, innit, really? What you want to do with your heart. Don't let your agents talk. If you're going to get the Eunice Musa thing where Valencia is saying there's a route for the first team for you and even in the reserves, you're going to play for our B team, which, as you know, in Spain, you're playing against grown men. Under 21s, unless you're playing Czech or trade, or you know, like Lucas Moore the other day played for Spurs, is under 21s against us, or or you know, or if you're a Chelsea man, you might play against Kirio, who wasn't getting minutes, or Smith Rowe. You're not really exposed to nothing, really. And that's one thing I do like about all of these young players. You know, Chelsea, to be fair, always criticized for losing players. Eunice Musa, it looked, I mean, not Eunice Musa, Musiala by Munich said, We got a plan for you. This, in previous years, young players will listen to all the ball, ball that clubs will tell you, you sign that five-year deal, they'll sit there and say, did I say that? And I can't begrudge the club. It'd be lovely to have Amari still here, though, man. But it is what it is. Kirio is an interesting signing, a bit of a sleeper, I think. He's not really, he's clearly not ready right now. And with Kirio, obviously, Jorginho, there's injuries, there's a bit of inconsistencies. Saliba and Gabriel are firmly the centre-half options, really. So you're going to have to wait. I don't know if you're going to play in the Europa League in the last 16, but you do hope he gets some minutes to show what he can do, man. If Partey ain't fully fit, he shouldn't start, especially against a vigorous Everton team. On, on paper, really, you know, I'd love for Thomas Partey to start. I think he should always start. But Jorginho's been doing well. Xhaka could be dropped, but I think you need Granite. You know, it's one of them where I think Xhaka's form could lead to him being dropped, but... I don't necessarily feel comfortable, rightly or wrongly, without Granite being in the team. So there's a there's an avenue for Granite and Partey. There's an avenue for Jorginho and Partey, for Jorginho and Xhaka, which I probably think it will be. And they will obviously partner and make a trio with Odegaard. Either way, whoever's out there, we need to get revenge. We need to get revenge against Everton. We need to match them physically. We need to break down the low block. We need to feed on the energy levels of the fans, man. I don't know who my choice for backup centre-back would be. It's a difficult one, if I'm honest with you. DG, do you take Balogun back in next season or go out and... And sign another top class striker. Big up Balligan. I'd rather sign a striker because we're in the Champions League. I kind of want to have a season in the Prem with what we're having now. I would love Balligan to stay and things. Me, I'd probably, I'd love for him to get an opportunity at least stay for six months until Jay. an asset. I would probably say, do you know what? Can we get him to commit to a new deal? Can we loan him to a Premier League club, a bigger key team in France, or one across the top five leagues? If a club makes an offer that you can't refuse. You've got a decision to make, in it, really and truly? Not everyone can make it here. We might look at Balogun one day and say, oh, you know what? We, we missed the trick there, not selling like what we did with Ainsley and things. We might look at it and say we sold too early. As long as the money's reinvested and we sign better and we keep it moving and achieve what we can achieve as a football club, then firmly it is what it is, man. To be honest, I'm more inclined to loan Balogun to Palace if Vieira is still there. They struggle for goals. They're not really splashing the cash. You know, I don't know if he'll necessarily play at Brentford ahead of Ivan Tony. I know Ivan Tony's probably going to get the ban. They, Brentford did want him. But yeah, we need to slap them up and start early. It's been a while where we've set the other team on its heels, scored early and then make them chase the game. Amen. Firmly payback tonight. It has to be payback tonight. Nothing less than three points, man. Tony pled guilty right after scoring against us. Trust, it would be Arsenal's. It would be Arsenal's luck. As soon as you know he scores against us and VAR Zangos, he, you know he, he gets he get he's getting disbanded. If he's played, if he's, I'm gonna actually ask for Reese on that. Really, if he's pled guilty, then boy, like it's it must be mad. Maybe the the way the the lawyers can't do nothing for you. We do need to batter them. Three points is vital. T, I appreciate that the work rate is crazy because you lot are crazy man. Without you lot, the platform's dead man. So I appreciate you lot. Just because I'm conscious of time, people, I'm going live in exactly 22 minutes. That will be across Twitch and YouTube. Once again, that will be with Mwamba. Any Arsenal-related talking points, any personal uh, you know, questions you want to ask, Fabrice being an ex-pro, feel no sort of way about that. We're going to preview Arsenal-Everton. 
again, if you check out the YouTube community tab, I actually asked some of you to ask some to, to, to comment some questions if you have them. And I think one love to you lot who have. Some of you actually have done that, really. Where is it? Or someone asks who is his favourite current Arsenal player. Fair questions already. So, yeah, man, it'll be sorted. Off topic, but DG, that stream with that PSG fan was very good. We need him back. Shout out Parisian London. I'll go follow, go subscribe to him and Fabrice Romano. Fabrice Muano. Fabrice Muamba on YouTube, people. Go sort out, go support their channels, man. Shout out you, Oliver. I know you're in Australia, so it's not kind. I appreciate you for staying up for that. S, I appreciate you for always supporting on Twitch and YouTube and being a channel member and smashing the like button. But I'll see you lot in 20 minutes, people. You lot stay blessed, stay safe. Don't forget 2 p.m., 6.45, content, content, content. In the meantime, go and check out the other content, people. Turn on your notifications, smash the like button, help the YouTube algorithm out, people. But yeah, you lot stay blessed, stay safe. Have a great week. Stay in good health. One love. <laughs>